Happy Halloween, everybody. Michael just left. We had a lot of fun talking this morning about Beyond Repair by Johnny Booth. I'm in the honeymoon stages listening to this band. Just recently heard them. Fell in love immediately. Been listening to them every day. So it was fitting to bring them up now. Let's get our metal on, baby. Dude, it feels like it's been a while because it has been a while. I don't think we've seen each other now. This is the longest we've gone between podcasting. Yeah. What, what, has it been maybe like five or six weeks? Dude, I think it's been close to two months because yeah. when I created a, a new Google Doc for these notes, <laughs> the last one was 9-4. Yeah, I don't, I don't. Oh, really? 9-4. So that seemed like, that seemed a bit... Yeah, so it, maybe that was well, a couple weeks we before. Ran out it's of, been a while, though. We ran out of the backlog we had made Yeah, uh, for our hundreds of thousands of listeners out there. You know, I know. They, I we do this getting like so many professionals emails. do. We record these weeks or months before they actually air, you know? Yeah. <laughs> but actually, this one, uh, uh, this one I'll post tonight because we ran out. Nice. So, um, yeah. Yeah, dude, it's been a while, man. I've missed you. Uh, I, I had this appreciation for our relationship, I should say. Because I was like, you know, I, I've gone, I've gone a couple, time. yeah, it's about, <laughs> it's about goddamn time. I've gone uh, a couple of years without seeing people at times. I mean, yeah. that's what happens with friendships as you get older right. and, you know, have kids and shit. But um, I feel like I have more that I need to catch up with you on than most people. Like Dude, when I, I haven't know. seen you in two months because we've, we, you know, we've shared so much and I think this whole podcast thing probably helped that as well mm -hmm. because uh, uh, I guess even after we left the dealership and didn't see each other for a while, mm -hmm. I, I didn't feel like I had as much to tell you, mm -hmm. but you were, you were, you've been part of my daily life for so long and you, you've been taking a sabbatical from work, Yeah, you know, so like I haven't seen you at work, haven't seen you in my house. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah. We've become very an integral part of each other's lives, and like we've talked about, like over the years, we've just become closer and closer. And by the time I, I took a bit of leave off work, by that time, I mean we were pretty well entrenched with each other's lives, and you know, like we keep each other accountable in different ways and encourage each other. And so, and I haven't really had that just with with school. Yeah, I, I'm. You know me, like I'm the type of person that can just hang out, but you're the same way. We can hang out by ourselves, do our thing, and be cool for a long period of time. Yeah. You know, we're not, I don't think either of us are people that are like, man, I really need to see, you know, we're not, we're not, um, we don't have that kind of socializing need that other people have, but at the same time, it's funny because uh, past couple weeks, um, like even this, you know, there's just not a good time to do this like during yeah. the semester. Yeah. And I was totally like, I don't fucking care, man. I'll figure it out. Cause like, I was just really <laughs> looking forward to coming in and, and catching up with you, man. So yeah, it's, uh, it's been a while. Glad to be here down yeah. in, uh, down in our studio. It, it's funny too. And I, I, well, one, it's Halloween. It doesn't even feel like it. Like that holiday, oh, that's it, right. it just doesn't even feel like it's I know, Halloween. it's not like a real holiday to I'll me, tell but every, it is. It, I know, but yeah, the kids are excited for sure about it. Yeah. I guess I'll tell everybody happy Halloween on in our intro, 
So I'll, I'll get that out of the way. And yeah. I guess I just did again now, but, uh, dude, here, here's what I, I kind of, I think that, uh, something I've tried to work on is to be self-aware when I begin to, you know, rip on the people that I love. Cause most of the time when I'm with the people I love the most, I feel like just cutting them down. Dude, I love that. In the, in the most loving way possible. Yeah. So if, you know, if I'm with you and we're just, uh, essentially throwing insults at each other most of the night, mm -hmm. I probably love you more than most. I feel that. And so, um, I try to, I try to like tame that behavior though, mm -hmm. because I don't want it to be like who I am, <laughs> but I have to recognize it's part of me, but I can't tell you how many times I just want to pick up my phone and just send you a text, just cutting you down. Hey, here's some. Oh, we got a visitor. What's up, dude? Uh, here, I'm going to, I'm going to pause this. We'll be back yeah. right now. All right. So <laughs> I'll tell you what just Sully, happened. Yeah, go ahead. You do. What just happened is. You were about to disrespect me, and, <laughs> and the universe oh, did not agree with that because you've missed me so much that your shitty little insults <laughs> are not welcome here. Okay, you just uh, gotta you just gotta throw. I was just gonna say you gotta throw love across the room. That sounds a little dicey. Yeah, that's we don't want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> you keep all your love over there. Dude, my point was, I was just like, there were there were a few times where I'm like, oh man, I think I just missed just cutting Michael down. <laughs> I gotta send him a text. We got pretty verbally abusive when we were having our, uh, uh, when we began our, our weight loss challenge or our workout challenge, however you would like to define it. That was very fun. It was great, man. Yeah, I mean, there's nothing like shame to get the fat out of someone. That's yeah. So... <laughs> <laughs> I, I I was totally okay with that. You know what I mean? Because <laughs> you know you can only be so kind. You know, just needed someone to tell me I was fat and a loser, and historically that works. And you were sending them right back at me. It was it was great. I was. Um, uh, and we're both in a better place because of it. Yeah. All right. So, dude, uh, let's. Uh, if, if you're okay. I feel like we have so much we could talk about right now that this podcast yeah. could go like two or three hours, but we should probably jump into the band. And I should apologize a little bit to anybody listening to this, as my dad had a show last night, and it was a lot of fun to be at. They did an excellent job. Um, he, he, you could just tell he had, he was having the time of his life too. It was, it was pretty special. My sister was there. It was fun hanging with her. And uh, um, Anyway, I got home at like 12.45. Becky and I both got home at 12.45 in the morning. And it's like 4.45 right now. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> no, it's legitimately, uh, we started this at 7 a.m. So, uh, I, and as anybody would know, when you're at a, at a show late, you had to yell the entire night to communicate mm -hmm. with people. And so... Uh, and the social stimulation. I'm feeling it a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you look the up. social stimulation, you're, you're correct. Yeah. There's a part of that that's exhausting, especially well, when you don't really, when you prefer to be in your basement playing the guitar instead of at a loud bar screaming and yelling to communicate. Dude, yeah. It was, it was a lot of fun. Story of my life. Nine times out of ten, no matter what I'm doing, I'm usually thinking I would prefer to be home reading and writing right now. Yeah. But I'm going to put a face on. To make it feel like that's yeah, not Yeah, I will I'm say, at. though, dude, you know, when you, when you budget, when you know mentally that you're going to be doing something like that, it is one of the only times I can sit and actually 
you had a, you relax had a good time. and enjoy yeah. and enjoy just enjoy being in a moment yeah, yeah. where I don't have anything that I'm responsible for or anything like that. There is a beauty in it, mm -hmm. but it has to be very sparingly for me to feel like I'm still staying productive at something. And yeah. That's the curse is typically feeling like I've got to be as productive as I can in the moments that I have. Yeah. And so like, uh, but in those moments, my sister, she's, she's awesome. She said to me, like she got there maybe 20 minutes after we got there. And, uh, I was sitting down just enjoying myself, you know, just being okay that, I, that like, Hey, this is, this is great. Why, in all, in all sincerity, I was just watching my dad playing the bass is mm -hmm. what I was doing. Mm -hmm. Cause that was fun. And I uh, sang a couple of songs and it was good. But, um, Shalina got out of her chair and she's like, I got, I got to like, I got to get up and move around. She's like, I can't sit. And she's making these motions like sign language motions that she's clearly used to doing in school. Cause she teaches, you know? And, uh, and that's how I am. I normally, I can't, I can't yeah. just like sit and, yeah. and do whatever. And so she's in the moment I said to her, I'm like, Hey, this is my time to sit. I'm not getting up. <laughs> yeah. 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 I love that. <laughs> I eventually did, but it was so funny how in that moment I was like, I, I feel you. You and I are, are one in the same here, but I mentally budgeted this time yeah. to just sit my ass in a chair and watch my dad play the bass. Yeah. Can you please move your stand and, and block in my view right now? <laughs> right. <laughs> no, it was, it was a great Dude, that's time. great, man. Yeah. All right, man. Anyway, I'd ask you how you're doing, but we don't have time and I don't care. Yeah. All right. So let's go. I'm hanging on by a thread, but that's all right. <laughs> It'll come out. It'll come out in the wash. I promise. No. Yeah. Uh, anyway. All right, dude. Uh, Johnny Booth, man. Wow. I appreciate you entertaining us being able to do this track because what else is great is I heard about these guys since the last time you and I saw each other. So this right. is like totally fresh. Mm -hmm. And, uh, um, and so I, I just appreciate, I, I know, I know you're a fan of the metal, but, uh, so I didn't think this would be too hard to sell you on necessarily, but, um, dude, I have fallen in love with this band and I am in the moment with them still to this day. Uh, just, just going hard in the paint. But yeah. I want to hear, I, I, I'd, I'd like to kind of share a little bit about how I heard about them and, and all that stuff and why, um, of course, you know, dig into why I feel this way, but, mm -hmm. but, um, I, I'd love to hear how, you know, your, your thoughts. Cause we haven't, we haven't even had a chance to talk about these guys in life at all. I know. I know. And we usually have like very brief, like music dumps or some sort of cultural dumps, like, well, we've been listening to a band for two or, or three whatever. years together too. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, so we have plenty of history talking about them. This is kind of unique for us. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it's funny. Cause like, um, I like to take, you know, pride in knowing that like when we're at work, uh, uh, it's been a while, but usually when we're at work, uh, we'll just take a brief like second and maybe like whisper something to each other. <laughs> Like, hey, dude, this this band really rocks. Oh yeah, you should check them out. And it's like cool. And then we move on with our day. You know, those are the moments we that haven't get me through it. Man. Yeah, we haven't had those exchanges. Um, so I saw you put this in our group message, and I saw you sent it out to a number of our close friends. And so historically, uh, I think you and you and I have had an agreement where, like, if it's good enough to reference on the text, got to check it out. Yeah. If your friend's telling you to check something out on the text, you just do it. Um, and I'm not like that with all my friends. Um, sorry to those friends that are out there that might send me things and I don't respond for a while. Uh, it's because I'm not interested. So leave me alone. <laughs> uh, but uh, 
Yeah, you sent this out, and I was like, cool. And it's funny because just where I'm at in life right now, I have like mentally talking about budgeting time. I kind of know what's going to happen throughout the days. And when you sent this, I had a kind of a crazy stretch for the next day or two. And I was like, dude, I know in a couple days I'm going to get time. I'm going to freaking jam this. So when the day came, I had a morning drive, and I'm like, I'm going to check this album out. And I turned it on, and it was just heat coming through the speakers. And I fucking loved every second of it. And I, dude, I knew like it's one of those albums where you know in the first song it's really something special, and you have an idea that the rest of the songs are going to be, you know, reflective of that and even build on that. And that's entirely what it was. And so, yeah, I've really enjoyed. This is the kind of metal that, um, it's just kind of right down the center, you know, uh, like. They're not really pulling any punches. Uh, it's, dude, they just go for it, you know? And it's, I don't know, it's, it's you know, we're obviously talking about it, but <laughs> it's, it's very, I feel reflective of our era of music right now, metal-wise, because I feel like there's influences of, of punk, of metal, and like hip-hop. Like that's like the, the, um, the flow of the vocalist and how he screams and how it, you know, um, the timing of the beat and the screaming and how they transition from one section to the next. Like, I feel like we'd be remiss if we didn't say like nineties and early two thousands, like hip hop culture totally has informed. And then, you know, like the rap metal kind of thing has totally informed like metal culture and I think ways that we don't really suspect, but in very helpful ways. No, that's a really great observation because I, I completely agree. Yeah. And I think, I think that the metal genre is better because of it, honestly. Yeah. Cause some of that, what you're calling flow and you know, the timing of their vocals, it just, um, it hits nicely. So and when nice, you can, yeah. when you have that kind of syncopated melody, yeah, um, I, I don't disagree, dude, that there, there's a, there is a very similar flow in hip hop music and there's just for whatever reason, when it's behind incredible metal, yeah. it still translates. Yeah. Cause he like spits in this song specifically. <clears throat> yeah. Um, but anyways, so I've really enjoyed him. Um, yeah, a lot to say about him. So yeah, I, I, I haven't heard how you heard of him or so. Yeah. So why don't you take us into well, what brought him up? I'll give, I'll give a, just a, a, a brief, a brief thing, but so my son Brian, his birthday, October um, 15th, he, uh, it was Friday night, and he had, uh, uh, wanted to have some friends over, and <clears throat> the Pauls, uh, that's their last name, are, are basically our fan, they're great family friends. I like how you cleared that up so yeah. people didn't think there were like four dudes named Paul. <laughs> Who are the Pauls? In your yeah. house. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Anyway, my, my, my daughter's best friend is Evelyn, Evelyn Paul, and then Sully is best friends with Elena, um, and then uh, they, they have another, uh, they have a son named Oliver who's really gotten to know Charlie and Brian playing uh, Fortnite together, and Becky um, is really good friends with Liz, their mom, has been for years, and so I started to meet Andy their dad by now you've probably figured that out i i met him by default just through the the kids and and becky's relationship with with their family and what what's funny is when i first got a chance to kind of meet him a few years ago 
he's a very unassuming, um, you know, he's, he's, he's a quiet guy and, uh, incredibly nice, but you know, just, just very quiet. And like most husbands that would be in a relationship, like one of the first times we, I got a chance to meet him. I mean, I saw him in passing a couple times, but we went out to dinner a few years ago or something. And it was really the first opportunity I had. And in those situations, you can look at it as like, okay, is this going to be awkward or not? But I don't, those situations don't tend to be awkward for me, but I very rarely, yeah, I very rarely find somebody that would be like a hidden gem. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what was insane about meeting Andy was he like knew all the same um, bands that that I listened to growing up. And so I was throwing out names, you know, like Roadside Monument. And I mean, I haven't met somebody out in the wild that right. knows who that band is, right, right? right? So for him to actually know some of these references and like Slick Shoes and other bands, I'm like, who is this man? Like, this is great. <laughs> right. Um, and uh, But then also, you know, he enjoys uh, Tool and Foo Fighters and some of the big bands as well, Bush. And so we, we had a chance to kind of talk about even growing up. I think they're, um, him and Liz are like four or five years older than Becky and I. But we, uh, um, you know, we had a lot of a lot of similar a lot of similar music interests that I could tell growing up, and he's a drummer as well, and so that helps. Like he's a musician, and I've never actually heard the man play drums though, and he's never heard me play guitar either. So oh, that's like we funny. and we still haven't, but um, I can tell he's he's definitely a musician by how he kind of carries himself and talks. And uh, anyway, just a little background, and so Andy and I have, you know, we obviously see each other here and there as the families get together, but we, we don't like have, um, opportunities to really like talk a lot. So, um, Brian's birthday party, it's an evening. It was, it was like a cool brisk night. Um, and we had a fire going outside and there were a lot of people like between my, my family can fill up a place, you know, but we're all outside. There's probably 35, 40 people. And Brian Bart's made the trip down with, with Aww, um, that's cool. Yeah. He, he made For the trip, trip down with a couple of his kids. No, oh, okay. uh, um, but he, he brought a couple of kids. Broderick, his son had kind of hit it off with Charlie and Brian when we went up there as uh, a family, like every year we go up there and kind of, uh, crash their place and, and have some fun. And this year, um, it, Broderick hit it off with them and they've been playing uh, Fortnite together online. And so, uh, Broderick wanted to come down and see Brian uh, my son, Brian. And so it was really, it was really special. It was just kind of cool. They came down yeah. just for that. It's an hour and 40 minute drive for Brian Bartz. I'm, he, it took, he, he did twice as much driving as spending time. Like wow. that was, that was really cool. That's really neat. So, um, <clears throat> anyway, we're all just, we're kind of sitting out and, uh, um, I introduced Andy to Brian and to Brian Bartz. Um, just said, Hey, this is Brian Bartz, the guy I've talked about, made some music together. Cause I'd showed Andy the outlet album and some things just as we've talked, you know, and, and, and a little bit about, um, my past in music and, you know, Brian Bartz always comes up if I'm talking to somebody about my experience with music, because he's, he's just been a part of it my entire life. Mm-hmm. You know, my entire, the, my entire life that I've played guitar, he has played drums there in some capacity with me, um, <clears throat> since middle school. So, uh, anyway, the, uh, it, it just got us kind of talking and, and just about music in general. And then it, what was so awesome. So if you, have you met Andy Paul? Have you seen him? I know who he is. I've okay. never met him. No, I've 
there's like commercials or something. There's no way, kind of, there's just no way somebody meets this man and is like, I bet you he likes the most gruesome metal on the planet, on, on the planet. No, he, nobody would really enjoy where the story's going. It's great. So he, he just kind of unassumingly, he brings up, he's like, man, you know, um, I just joined this Facebook group metal for Kairos because he's a chiropractor. (laughs) Dude, what the fuck? There's the coolest Facebook group ever. There's a group for everything, right? If there's a group (laughs) metal for Kairos, there's a group for everything. I fucking love that. As soon as he said it, I just chuckled and he's like, I know, right? And uh, um, he's like, he's like, man, I I am listening to heavier music now than I have my entire life. And you know, and he's he's in his like early to mid forties and good man. And I, I mean, obviously, him and I have had an opportunity to talk about some of our musical tastes in previous conversations in life, but like, this was the first time we really got into the nitty gritty of starting to almost. Um, it's funny. I love the relationships with people that like they bring up a band and then I can bring up one, and it's not like you're trying to one up each other. But I'm genuinely interested in. Okay, you tell me bands, and I'm going to check them out now. Because anytime I could have a lead on something like that from a trusted source, I'm going to eat them up. So, dude, he he listed off that night. I won't go over play by play everything that happened that night, but he showed me probably 14 or 15 metal bands that I had never heard of that he had kind of got to know through this group. And uh, a couple of them he played, and it was like it it was. Uh, in all sincerity, most of the bands he brought up, and I haven't shared any other ones with you, and I probably should, because there are a few in there that kick ass. And some of them are a little more like, you know, regular, regular metal. Yeah, yeah. Whatever that means to you, let it mean that thing to you. It doesn't yeah. matter, really. But And it wasn't like, he wasn't showing me all these things because he's madly in love with all of them. He was just sharing some that he'd heard from the group. And, and, uh, and dude, he... Uh, when he when he said Johnny Booth, I'm like, no, I, I definitely haven't heard of them. And he had shown me probably three bands prior to that. And he and you got to understand, here's what we're all outside, and there's a lot of people kind of talking, and there's a fire, and we have our cell phones. And it's my dad who my dad loves seeing Brian Bartz even more than I do. Like my dad loves Brian Bartz. That's awesome. And so my dad is talking Brian's ear off, and I actually had to point it out. I'm like, Dad, dude, give him some space. <laughs> I haven't even seen this man in a long time. No, but uh, anyway, um, so it's it's it, Brian sitting next to me, and then Andy's on the other side, and my dad's kind of talking with Brian, and Andy and I have our phones, and he's like saying bands, and I'm looking them up on Amazon Music, right? And I'm just adding them to my library so I can go back and check them out later. Yeah. But we're we're at least listening to a track. Um, you know, uh, so I can get like a taste of it. And he, he had said he had heard of the chariot, but hadn't really listened much. And show, so I showed him a couple of the chariot songs as well. And he, he like added them to his library. And so he, his commitment to me was like, I am absolutely going to dig deeper into the chariot because he'd kind of heard him. But yeah. now it was like, I, I could, it's funny. I think he probably heard him at a time and he's recently been, and I don't know how, I don't know how to define recently. It could be over the last couple of years, could be over the last couple of months, could be over the last 10 years. I don't know. But his love for metal has grown right so i think he's in a position now where the chariot is like all right dude i'm definitely getting into this but he said johnny booth pull him up i just the first album that came up was first hand accounts which came out in 2019 and uh i just played track one and it's open air outside on my cell phone and they start with a song with snares on threes and i've said previous times 
I am a massive sucker for snares on threes. <laughs> so when you've got a three four or a six eight time signature and they are fucking banging that snare on three, I am paying attention. And so they come out of the gate with this just the vibe they have, and it, it there's no shit singing. And I looked up at Andy and I'm like, okay, this is, this is special. Like this was good. I don't want to listen to this anymore through my, my yeah, shitty cell phone yeah, speaker. Right? right. But I could tell instantly with, I could tell instantly and see the first track on that album too, they don't get into their crazy chaotic, like punk style stuff and fast riffage. Mm -hmm. They just set the stage and, and, and I, dude, I instantly knew this is going to be something that I got to pay attention to. And what's funny is, is I, 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 it's been a long time, man. It's been over a decade. What's up, Sully? Here, one, one second. Yeah. All right. We, we were paid an, another visit from Sully. That was great. He could, he couldn't remember something when he interrupted before interrupted such a harsh word. I don't consider it that, but I, anyway, when he, <laughs> when he visited us, yeah. When he visited us before, he uh, he had forgot he forgotten something, and he remembered it. So he had to come down and tell us in real time. It was fantastic, and I love that he is just he 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 looks like just Mowgli from the jungle, dude. <laughs> dude, running around in his skivvies, skinny as shit. I love that. Yeah, okay. and it's my fault that he, because uh, I don't think he so much as forgot as he was interrupted. Because when he was he was trying to tell me earlier. Yeah. He's like, he didn't say my name, but I'm saying Michael in the sense that he <laughs> turned to me and addressed me. So he's pretty much like, Michael, I am not playing Mario yeah. like I was before. <laughs> it's not one of my favorite things anymore or something like that. And he's like, here are my favorite things now. And he was telling me them. Yeah. And he got to one, then he got to two, and I interrupted and I asked him about one. And then he stopped, and then he explained it to me. And then I could tell, like, I messed him up. Yeah. So literally 40 minutes later, he's like, <laughs> he, remembered the third he must have been watching yeah. the TV, and he's like, wait a second. No, what, what, I, bet, what I bet happened is he, he does have some, like, coloring pages of the third thing that he brought up, and he probably saw him on the table. Oh, that's what I got to tell Michael. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, all right. uh, all yeah, right. yeah. we were uh, so... Um, what what's interesting about this band to me when I heard them from Andy Paul that night is it had been over a decade since I've heard a metal band that um, uh, just made me stop in my tracks and just be like, okay, I'm listening to something that's incredibly special right now. And I had actually started to wonder a little bit like I love metal. Don't get me wrong. All the metal that I love, I, I still listen to. It's not like I've uh, ditched out on it, um, and I certainly love any good punk music, but I just haven't got behind a band like I did with, you know, the Chariot, Norma Jean, and some of the heavy hitters that, you know, um, I was just falling in love with in the in the in the mid two thousands. Like it just it just something hasn't hit me since then, and I'd started to wonder if maybe the genre as a whole um, wasn't surprising me anymore, or it wasn't because uh, I've been moved by certain. Uh, riffs and breakdowns. I mean, dude, you've showed me plenty of bands and we've even broken down some bands that like, I love the breakdown and stuff, but I didn't, I didn't go back to like, 
all right, when I wake up at 7 a.m., I want to turn this shit on because I can't get enough of it. Yeah, right. And see, that stuff happens to me a lot with, you know, the Blue Stones recently. It was a recent band that I brought to the table. I, I just couldn't, I had to listen to them when I had moments to listen to them, mm -hmm. right? But it, it's been over a decade since a metal band hit me like that. And so, like, I could not wait. This the is next, great. The next morning, uh, uh, my sister, Shalina, was at Brian's, Brian, uh, uh, my son, Brian, I feel like I have to specify that now, his party that night. And uh, um, Brian and Charlie ended up leaving with her to stay the night at her house with, with their cousins. And so the, the next morning, Saturday morning, I had to go and pick him up. And uh, I, I was like, this is the perfect time Hell right yeah. now to get my to get through this album and be able to like take the, the moment to really pay attention to this. Thing, right. right. That's what I need, yeah. When I yeah. Yeah. I, I knew I knew in what's funny is is I knew in the twenty to twenty five seconds of hearing that first track on that album that like I wanted to set aside the time to listen through this thing. And I dude, it could have just been like I could have turned it on and then track two comes and it just like disappoints and they just have something that was whatever. So I didn't know what to expect, but I was excited and I could not, I just could not believe what's funny is this podcast has kind of changed even kind of how I think when I'm bringing bands up because it was so good that by the third track I was like, I think I'm going to have to bring one of these songs to the table. And then it began, okay, which one? Because mm -hmm. as I listened through this was, uh, this was an album for the first time in a long time that I just felt like by the time they got to track eight, nine, and then 10, they were bringing songs to the table that I'm like, dude, these songs should have been the, the second or third track on this album. Right. They're so good. Oh, it's very full. But tracks two and three should have been tracks two oh, and three. Oh, man. Yeah, like, tracks I, two and three I are amazing. Cannot, uh, tracks eight, nine, 10, 11 are so good on this album. And by the time... On, on metal albums specifically for me. By the time I get to that point in the album, I'm usually like um, fried, mentally fried from just constant. Dude, and I've, I've written metal albums with bands, right? right. So it's not like I, I dislike this stuff, but I've always kind of said to, to my friends, like, I, I don't, I can't stomach an entire metal album all at once. Usually, it's a I, lot. I get yeah, I get I get a few of them. It's it's like a really rich dessert. I really really like it, but oh, I yeah. can't finish it sometimes, and that's the way it's been. But uh, what's funny is I got uh, it's about halfway through the album by the time I hit my sister's house, and so Brian and Charlie I could tell did not get much sleep staying the night with their cousins, and so when they got in the car, I just looked at both of them and I said, "All right, boys." I just need you to know right now, I'm probably not going to talk on the ride home. I, let me ask you a couple things, just see how things went. But I'm in the middle of an incredible album right now, and I'm going to subject you guys to it. Because they, like I did at their age, they don't really enjoy metal. But they were tired enough, and, and you know they know, I, they know I enjoy it. So I just blasted the rest of that album. And uh, um, Anyway, I'll get into more, I guess, why I picked Beyond Repair, the 10th track of this album, why I ended up like deciding that I think this is the one to bring to the table. Um, but I should probably let you talk because I've gone, I've gone for a while. But anyway, that was my introduction, and I felt um, that's when, after listening to the album through uh, on my trip to my sister's house and, and back, that's when I, when I got back with the boys. They got out of the car, and I, I stayed in my car 
to text message as many people as I could think that morning. So I apologize if I didn't send it to you and you're listening to this, but I sent it to as many people as I could think to be like, Hey, this is, this is something I think people need to hear. And, uh, um, it was, it was really great to have that experience with a metal album. It had been so long, dude. Yeah, man, that's all honestly, very soothing to my soul to hear like uh anytime someone has a metal experience like that yeah and it's it's so difficult to find it's so difficult to find bands that are special in this day and age because it's like not difficult to find and i think that's the weird thing is yeah it doesn't take long to just listen to a lot of new music but that is kind of such a um intimidating kind of notion you know like i've had times where i like go to look for new bands and it's just like sometimes you get trapped in like weird rabbit holes and it's like god this is why i don't do this and so it like kind of turns you off but then other times i've gone to like look for new bands sometimes and i just find something i'm like why don't i do this more but then you like what you like and you kind of stay stuck in a groove or whatever but um anyways um which I just realized when people say like stuck in a groove, uh, I just learned of a n- new meaning of that. You probably know this cause you actually like do shit with tools, but I don't. <laughs> and you can get stuck in a groove with a saw and yeah. it's like not like getting in a groove with music. No, it's a it rut. Stops it's, things. it's like stuck in a rut. Yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. the antithesis of being yeah. in a groove in music. And it can be hard, depending on the angle of the saw, it can be hard to pull that shit out. <laughs> yeah, I literally brought this up to the wrong person. <laughs> who has... Who has... What fucking kind of saw did you use down here to break into your own basement? Oh, no, that was an angle grinder. That's Oh, saw. that's right. Angle grinder. Yeah. Okay. And those don't typically get stuck. I mean, those things... Those things just... They grind. They grind. Through anything. Okay. So, uh, whatever. Metal is awesome, and everyone should subject (laughs) their children to it. I think that is the greatest parenting model that I've heard in months. Dude, it was so funny, because... Three, like three tracks into them hearing it, which I think when they got in the car, it was probably track six or seven that was on. But like a, a few tracks in, I looked over at the boys and I'm like, does this do anything for you guys at all? Right. And Brian's like, honestly, no, no. Right. And I'm like, that's okay. You'll get there, buddy. <laughs> Dude, uh, there's been times where I've shown metal that I enjoy to people that I know like objectively despise metal, you know, but like, I want to be a representative. Like I, I want to evangelize. And it's one of those things where I want them to understand, look, this isn't some like delinquent, like half thought, angry shit. Right. Which if it is, hell yeah, bring me some more of it. Sure. That can be great as well. Right. That could be cool. Let's not write that (laughs) off. But Like, I've had moments where I have this posture of, like, okay, I know this is going to sound crazy, but, and I give, like, little prefaces, you know? I'm, like, honestly, in my opinion, metal is, like, the, you know, modern symphony orchestra, like, with the technicalities and complexities of the musical arrangements, and if you really key into, you know, just the chaotic changing of time signature, it's just, it's got so much depth, you know, and unfortunately it's so much at one time that folks without a proclivity for heavy music or that kind of chaotic consumption just like are like, 
ah, this is too much, you know? And then you throw in the screaming, right? So like there's been a number of times where I've tried to evangelize metal and even with the screaming, I'm like, hey, I know it's going to sound chaotic, but if you really think about it, what they're vocally doing and then how those vocals are threading through like the music and everything. And dude, I've had that kind of like little fucking preach moment so many times and even some people like I can tell they're just trying to like it enough to let me know they appreciate the effort I'm putting in to get through the conversation but <laughs> it's just not their thing so now sometimes I just like to be like just no disclaimers at all be like hey I want to show you a song yeah like to like a sister or something that I know is not good but I just want to show them the ruckus yeah, yeah and that's when I knew I'm doing that's when I know like I'm doing God's work yeah. You know, that's when I know that I'm doing the Lord's work is you don't talk about it. you be about it. Um, so, uh, anyways, should I talk up a little bit about the lyrics? Uh, yeah, we, we can, uh, um, I just, I want to mention something. I want to mention something real quick before we get into music and lyrics. Um, I just want to say how much, uh, I appreciate my brother, Tony, because, he was one of the one of the people that I shared the album with because yeah. you know Tony's been known to love some good metal. Oh yeah, and uh, it's like anything though, you know, you share something that you really like, and and it it'll hit with some people or it won't, and and that's fine. That's that's just how it is. And so, of course, Tony and I have shared plenty of bands over the time over the, the years. But uh, what was funny is I told him about the band, and then he didn't listen to him for a few days or whatever. But then after he listened to him, he just kind of mentioned it at work. He's like, dude, I finally had a chance to listen to it. That's some good stuff. And if Tony actually says something about it, he probably likes it. But what was funny is uh, um, just like Thursday or something, a few days ago, he, uh, I think it was Thursday of last week, he, he came up to me at work and said, uh, um, Dude, I bought I bought that album from Johnny Booth, and I'm like, okay, if he actually buys the wow. album, wow! Right. It's like I bought that album from Johnny Booth, and and he's like, what's funny is it's super hard to buy their music, and I was like, yeah, hey, that's that's unfortunately the curse of some indie bands. Yeah, and he's like, so after I bought it, I like didn't know how to get it, and then I get this email <laughs> that sends me to a link to their OneDrive to download it, and I'm like, oh man, that's, that's awesome. Fuck? I know, but that's DIY, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, uh, and he's like, it comes with a lyric sheet and everything, and I'm like, oh, this is great. He's like, yeah, dude, I'll forward you the lyric sheet, and I'm like, nah, man, I'm, I'll just go buy it the same way you did, because I've, I just listened to stuff on Amazon Music, but what was funny is in the moment, it just kind of reminded me, I, I need to go and buy this album now, yeah. because it's meant that much to me. Yeah. There's no, I mean, this is this is the epitome of the album that I should absolutely purchase. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so it was a great reminder, get out there and, and, and buy the music, of course. But then we ended up uh, hopping in into his car, going to Piggly Wiggly for, for lunch that day and uh, yeah. listen to this track together because I had to, I had to tell him why this track... Okay, I know this is a completely abrupt stop, but for whatever reason, the recording stopped. This was the third time now Mm -hmm. that this podcast has been interrupted. So I apologize to the listener. But I think where I was at when this thing stopped was I'm in the car listening to this band with, with my brother Tony, and I had to tell him why it was this song. But uh, um, anyway, I, I, I feel like without going too too much into the actual music itself, because I want to hear your take on the lyrics, is I just, this band um, has risen. No, nobody will ever be able to take over the spot the chariot takes because of the history I have, like they, they, they were the first band, first metal band that kind of pulled me into the genre. 
And uh, not only that, but um, their their lyrics are incredible. The music is absolute top notch, and it always will be. So there's a reason they kind of take the top spot for me. But this is the first band since then that I feel has has uh, come either into the second spot or right alongside them, honestly. And you know, I I, I feel like um, just like there are many different manufacturers of things and there are, are hundreds of different kinds of guitars out in the world. You don't have to have something completely revolutionary to make a stamp in a market like that, though. There are many manufacturers of guitars that, um, that do a very similar thing, but you might hold one and just the craftsmanship or the, or the finish on it can be something incredibly special. And there are some manufacturers of things that just do it right, and they pull all those elements together. And I feel like what's incredibly special about this band is that they have found a way to just take, I don't think they do anything super revolutionary in the metal world, right? I'm not looking for that though. They find a way to just do it right. And you don't have to wade through any BS, shitty singing vocals and other things that kind of come with the territory. You don't have to deal with those things when you're listening to this music, I feel. They found a way, and, and I'll get into it when I break down the song and more of the musical elements, but they found a way to just um, uh, pull all the right elements of metal and put them um, into this album in, in a very special way. And I think that's what draws me in, is that they didn't, they didn't bring a whole new take, they just did it all right. And uh, I know that's very subjective, right? It's very subjective. So that's why it was special to me, is it hit, it, it hit something within me uh, that checked all the boxes for what I'm looking for. And that doesn't have to happen with everybody, um, of course. But um, th there's that's what... Yeah, I, I'll let you get into the lyrics because I don't want to get too far into breaking down the music right now. Um, it's just... There's just something super special about it. And for the literal record, you stated that you've listened to them in the morning, and this has been the oh, first time yeah. <laughs> you've listened to metal in the morning in like a decade. Oh yeah, it's been forever since I've hopped in the car and been ex been excited, uh, and honestly, especially about an entire album, right? I mean, I I can I can turn on like with I'll, I'll bring up the Blue Stones because they were they were a recent band. We broke broke them down. They were a recent band that I had heard and just like fell madly in love with, and I was excited, genuinely excited, to turn on their album in the morning. Um, when I get an opportunity to listen to it in the car or when I take the dog for a walk or when I would go on a run. Like, I was just excited to turn them on. But from a metal standpoint, I listen to songs here and there that that just move me a lot and that I love, get me going, whatever, for whatever, you know, whatever reason I'm turning metal on in the moment, but not in an album. This is, this it has definitely been well over a decade since I have got in my car on my way to work and turn on a metal album. And, uh, so it's, it's like, uh, I love that. I love that this took me by surprise and just kind of captivated me within this genre. Um, not that I was getting bored with the genre, but something hadn't captivated this, uh, captivated me like this has, man. And it was so funny. I, I I told Tony that I told Tony that when we hopped in the car together to listen to it. And he's like, you don't listen to metal in the morning. And I'm like, I'm like, I just, I just have it. And he, that's like, oh, that is exactly what he does every single day. Right. It's just, that is, that is what he turns on. So anyway, um, it's, it's kind of fun to share that, share that with him. 
Well, I'm going to tell you something, Brandon. Um, it's good to hear that because there's been something, you know, I've known you for over eight years now. And there's been something about you when I see you in the mornings <laughs> that it's just like <laughs> something about this guy I don't like. And it's because you haven't been listening I to said, metal in the and morning. now you've put it together. Man. And I'm really proud of you for taking this step. I hope you never go back. Yeah. I don't trust people that don't listen to metal in the morning. <laughs> okay. If, I, I just, we, I need to be clear. I have played a song or two. No, you know no, no, I mean? no, no. I need to be clear. <laughs> but like, it's, it's the whole, it's the album effect. I right. I gotta say. Anyway. And <laughs> I'm not just giving you shit. I totally mean this with all my heart. Um, uh, so, okay. Let's, here's the funny thing about the lyrics. I'm going to, uh, uh, oh my gosh. Words, are, because, stu words be, are stuck in my while head. You're yes. doing it, because, the, because the recording stopped, and I'm not exactly sure what I said, uh, that, that actually took, now that we're going again. The, uh, I, I would say, lyrically, I, I'm not, uh, as I went through the lyrics, I didn't feel like I was wading through a bunch of bullshit. Mm -hmm. I also, I don't necessarily feel like they stand out way above you know, other, other lyrics across all genres or anything like that. Right. But I, I am absolutely not mad at the lyrics, which is for me, uh, um, really great in the metal metal genre. Most mm -hmm. of them are just hard to to take in, and these ones don't make me feel that way. Right. So, okay. There's my assessment. Of the <laughs> no. And here's the thing, Johnny Booth. Um, I think that these lyrics are kind of shitty, but here's why I think they pull it off. And this is All why right. it doesn't matter. Okay. Yeah. Because, okay, this dude, his scream is so cool. And I love it. It's great. But one of the things they don't do that August Burns Red does, those fuckers in other metal bands do, something that I don't think you like, most of us metal lovers don't like, is there's been this trend, and it's always been in metal, but it like keeps coming more and more where someone gives a vocalist a platform for really bad lyrics and it's like highlighted. So there's like these slow buildups, you know, and then there's this like guttural breakdown where they scream something like really dumb. And you're like, dude, that song was heat for like the last two and a half minutes. And now like it, I don't know. I'm just embarrassed. It's almost like you're embarrassed. It's like when a friend tells yeah. a bad joke and you're there to witness it, you know? Yeah. So like some of these, I don't, I don't know if I would say shitty, but which I already said. So, but I can't take that back. It's on the record. They but, stay in the metal lane, kind of. Thing, yeah, which is kind of shitty, just in general, in my opinion. The metal lane of lyrics. Well, yeah, exactly. And so this, this is, this is, these are some of like the, the, in my opinion what the lyrics do that aren't super effective, but I'll explain why. And the thing is, is they keep their finger on the pulse the entire time. Yeah. The guy's not trying to use the microphone as this pulpit. Yeah. yeah. And although what he's talking about seems to, so here's the deal. I don't know exactly what this dude is talking about. And I'm unsure if he knows what he's talking about. Uh, Amen, brother. Because there's allusions to immorality, political corruption, and this widespread systemic brokenness brought on by some force that is never clarified <laughs> because there's so many plural pronouns such as we and they and us that we have no idea. 
right? The listener's not sure, are, am I we or am I they? I don't know what's going on here. But it doesn't matter because the song rocks so hard. In the the lyrics, if if you just listen to the lyrics and the words themselves, like as singular things, there's so many lyrics that are just like, this is perfect for this kind of music, you know? Dude, that's what I'm saying, man. Yeah. When you're listening to punk or you're at a punk show or you're listening to metal or at a metal show, you're all there to be like, I think we're here to fight the man. I think we're here exactly. to go against, you know, the norms of society. Exactly. I think we're here to be to be dark and edgy. And this dude says all the right words to do all that shit. Right. And it just doesn't have to have I love how you're like, I don't I don't think this guy kind of knows what he's talking about or even cares. It's right. We're just here to say all the right shit about being in metal. <laughs> dude, dude, exactly. I I'm gonna I thought I had him pulled up. That's okay. Exactly. And the, the irony of this is he's he's insinuating that we need to not feed the masses. That's the last line. Oh, he's not insinuating. Don't, he's don't feed the masses. Yeah. And that's literally what he's doing yeah. is he's feeding the masses with this incomprehensible language. But you hear snippets of things like, you know, uh, words like grief, wasteland, broke the souls blasphemy and you're like yeah man fuck those people martyr like, yeah come and, on dude. and you're not sure who, what you're talking about you're talking about the church you're talking about the political system you're talking about social commentary he's talking on, about the man dude right and, and that's all them you just listed the man <laughs> so in here's multiple forms so here's the thing here's <laughs> i just need to be able to talk about as a writer why it doesn't work and we'll move on, okay? Because that's what I'm. That's what I'm paid to do here. I'm paid seventy thousand dollars a year <laughs> to freaking get on this microphone and talk about lyrics. So uh, the thing is, I these lyrics are symptomatic, and this is my assumption of someone teaching themselves how to write without any sort of formal understanding of writing techniques or knowledge of how to communicate your message to the reader or the audience. Uh, this is entirely how I used to write before studying creative writing. And it's kind of one of those things that I'm sure this exists in music, but uh, you got to understand how things work to be able to like execute them well and to be able to add like your own spin on it. Unless you're just kind of a genius because there are those things. There are people out there who are geniuses and they don't need to understand the system of things. They just are brilliant, right? But with writing, there's, there's, you know, very recognized and studied things that are understood that, hey, if you do this, this is probably how it's going to affect the reader or audience. But if you do this, this is how, you know, it's just this causal relationship. And one causal relationship is the concept of abstraction. And so, like, uh, abstraction in, in, the, in the context that I'm using it is, like, vague language, you know? Um, uh, like if you say like, I feel bad, that's an abstraction that doesn't really do anything for you. It might do like a little bit, but I'm not giving you imagery. I'm not giving you like piercing language. I'm not giving you like context or anything. It's just kind of abstraction. Um, so like the crisis we let happen with every single act of hesitation, what is the act of hesitation we're talking about? You know what I mean? And what is the crisis we're talking about? And nonetheless, like who's, we and how did we let it happen and like like you know what i mean so like we're just like the 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 the, the funny part is like you know don't feed the masses we're being fed this shit that we have no idea what the guy's talking about well but we do 
You know what I mean? We're like, yeah, just like what you said. I'm here to fight the fucking man, right? I'm here to listen to some metal. I, dude, I got you, brother. And one person could be thinking about their boss at KFC, who's a dickhead. That's right. And Amen. another and another person preach it, Michael. You know what I mean? I don't know what they're thinking about, but somehow we're on the same line. Um so this is this is all just uh because I'm I'm sure this guy is gonna listen to our podcast. <laughs> this is this is my advice. <laughs> this is my suggestion to him. Because there is a temptation to remain ambiguous with your message in like a poetic way. Um and like I used to I used to do this often where it's like, dude, I want to be like layered with meaning. You know what I mean? Like I kind of want them to know what I mean, but I don't. And it's like that's the wrong approach with writing. Because even in poetry, like you can get so fragmented with language and structure and, and everything, but you're still supposed to offer the reader an experience that kind of changes them. You know what I mean? And I don't know what I'm supposed to change to after this. Um, whatever. But my my suggestion for my man, I believe it's him who writes, maybe it's a woman, maybe it's someone who um, is uh, gender fluid. I don't know. So either he, she, or they, uh, whoever's writing these lyrics, use the objective correlative. All right. Very simple. It's a way to use imagery to function as a, uh, as an effective metaphor or analogy. So, uh, instead of saying like the crisis we let happen, just give me some imagery, man. You know what I mean? Talk about like a police officer doing something shitty and you not stepping in, but be like specific about it. Say the police officer's name, offer his badge number. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Anyways, I think we understand what I'm saying. But I will conclude with why I think their lyrics are effective. Just like you said, it's using like language that's typical for metal, right? Yeah. And it's kind of like aggressive, um, kind of retaliatory like language. But really, there is a lot to accomplish. I don't think... Uh, I'll wrap it up with this. I don't expect every vocalist to be some si some sort of like literary savant. I don't think it's supposed to be like that because being a vocalist is such a tall task itself. You know what I mean? To be able to scream like this individual does and to be able to flow with the music and just like you say, like syncopate the melodies to the beat. That's such an accomplishment that I don't... It's it's a it's a metal song, and so I don't think he should be faulted for any of these things I'm talking about, simply because he doesn't try and wield it in a way that other people wield it, which is really fucking annoying. Where it's like, all right, man, you guys got to like really slow everything down, and then I'm gonna like do this like talk speak thing, you know, and then I'm gonna give them this guttural like, don't feed the masses. You know what I mean? And in the song like that and make us all feel very uncomfortable because it's a really cheesy moment and you just ripped for like three minutes. It doesn't happen. He just brings it. He brings it hard. <laughs> Cut it hard. And that's, I, dude, I just appreciate it. And I think my last thing is the clean singing, unfortunately, has taken over the metal industry. And it's like something we have to live with now, which is unfortunate. So it's really nice that we don't have clean singing. It's nice that we don't have cheesy guttural sounds. And it's also nice that um, the music is foregrounded rather than the lyrics. And that needs to happen more in, in metal. And coming from a writer, hopefully that should tell you something. Uh, that's it. <laughs> 
Well, that's the first time you've ever sounded like a dumbass on a lyric. Right now. <laughs> uh, no, I'm. I'm uh, I think that you explained incredibly well why I'm just not mad at the lyrics. Right. I just I'm not mad at them, and I think that uh, uh, this art needs to exist because it's so damn good, and um, the fact that it exists in the capacity that it does. I just, I can't be mad at any of it because his talent at the microphone um, is great and he doesn't, too many metal vocalists fuck the songs up. Too many of them fuck them up. Oh, yes. And this guy, this guy does not. He does an excellent job at it. And the, the lyric, the lyrics to me absolutely don't matter. They just do not matter, especially in this genre. However, when they're done well, it is great. Don't get me wrong. When they're done well, it's great, but they don't matter to move me the way that metal moves me. And uh, they have to exist. The lyrics have to exist. But dude, I, I got to tell you, there were there were there were about seven or eight months of Shaggy shows that we would play that we went out and played that we were playing songs that I didn't have lyrics for at all. But we did them, and whatever came out of my mouth came out of my mouth, and it didn't matter. That is so it just, metal. It just didn't matter, though. Yeah. And nobody ever called me out on it because it doesn't matter. Right. Like, that's the that's the point I'm trying to make. And so, like, uh, I think that that their whole vibe um, couldn't it could not be shut down by poor lyrics. And I'm just happy that I'm not mad at them. That's mm-hmm. all. But uh, I, I will say. Because uh, to try to keep this down, I think I've expressed enough of my love for them. But I do, I do want to mention a couple of things. Um, I shouldn't have to say anybody who's a musician that would listen to this can have an appreciation for how talented these musicians are as well. They do all the right things as far as all the proper syncopations together. You've got to know the songs to be able to get through them. They do a lot of different time signature stuff, a lot of different stops and breaks and those kinds of things. They are incredibly talented. This drummer is a very talented musician. um, And the songwriting is incredible from part to part. Um, It it is good. But I want to say what pushed me over the edge on this one in particular. So I think this song encompasses... Almost any great kind of trick you can do in metal, I think this song brings them all to the table. And uh, um, what I mean by that is uh, the intro of this song, like if this is the only song you heard by this band, right when the intro comes in, they set the stage super well um, with with the intro of the song. And so... They come in, they, they introduce you um, to, to uh, they, they basically say, hey, we're going to bring this. And then they also bring in a nice halftime feel, even before the verses yeah. come in. They bring in this nice halftime groove that makes you like, oh, dude, this, okay, they can, they're, they're going to do, they're, they're going to have some fun, man. And then the, um, the verses, like the punk metal parts that they bring. So they bring a great halftime feel. They set the stage with a great intro. They have a lot of punk metal parts. They they do some blast beats. Yes, that are fucking rad. Love the blast right? beats on this album. They yeah. do. They have multiple breakdowns. They have gang vox that mm-hmm. they bring into this. They've got a lot of syncopated off time parts mm-hmm. that that are 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 great. They have, as we've mentioned, no shitty singing at mm-hmm. all. They've got um, great 
vocal line flow that leads you into the breakdowns, mm -hmm. regardless of what he's saying, the flow and how they set the stage for some so of it. So good. Every great breakdown typically has a very similar kind of cadence of vocals that ushers you into that breakdown. Yeah. And it's a trick that I love in metal. Give me, bring me that trick yeah. because it, it can, it can, uh, it can make that halftime just blow up. They've got, um, one thing that I love is, uh, the second breakdown that they bring, which gets, uh, which leads in by him, uh, um, Ah oh, shoot! What does he? What does he say? I think it's oh we we ran the masses till the waves ran dry. Can it go on? And then they go oh, into it, and man. that's the one where that like part is... he said he says that, and they have that real quick hit that's in it too. Yeah, and yep. then they they bring it, and that breakdown that's the set kind of the second breakdown. What yeah. I would say is, um, what's awesome about that is it has that the the proper halftime breakdown feel. But then a couple of phrases in, they almost do like that. What I what I consider almost like an '80s hair metal, where they 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 speed it up to, to normal time, and it has that kind of feel of that. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know what I'm saying? And so they 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 take a halftime breakdown, and then they speed it up almost like that '80s kind of. Um, and that's a metal trick that I actually, I don't like the 80s versions of that. Yeah. But when you take good metal songs, we used to do that in a couple of Shaggy songs and it made me smile every time Yeah. because it just, it has that feel. But then they only do that for a couple of phrases and then go back to the halftime where, where it should be. They also have some tapping mathy parts in, in this song, which any of that kind of tapping kind of math stuff in, in metal um, always gets me, mm. and it's it's kind of when he starts saying, "Let's be clear that I'm not here, that I'm not here," and yeah. then they then they take that. Another thing they do is they then take that, and he flows that same vocal line into a heavy balls out metal part. Yeah, and so um, they also have a tom breakdown, which when you when you go back to um, the the chariot song that we just broke down recently, they have a couple parts where we talked about the toms kind of lead you that drum tom part takes you from one part to another yeah they also do that trick in the song where they have that metal tom part and any any good metal band has a tom part that leads you into a great metal part yeah and so i just my argument for this band is i just mentioned i mean honestly it's about 14 or 15 different metal tricks that turn me on and they they found a way to cram them all into just this this incredibly well written song that none of that feels forced, none of it feels like they're trying to do all this. Yeah. But they they and I don't think they did. I think they just wrote music that sounds great to them. But that's my argument for this: is you don't hear too many metal songs that it bring all of these elements, all of these great tricks that mean something to me, and I think that's why I'm so infatuated with them. And uh, that's what ended up kind of pushing me over the top on this. This song just made, had surprises around every corner. And everything flows so well from one to the other. You know when they're going to go into a breakdown, but God damn it, you love it when they hit it. It wasn't announced too hard that it took away from it. It's just when it does hit, they bring it in the way that they should. And uh, um, something incredibly special. This, this doesn't happen by accident. This happens when you have... Um, incredibly good musicians that uh, flow very well together and mm -hmm. have put the time into making something so raw sound so um, 
polished yeah. in a way, you know? And 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 they 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 ride that line between raw and polished in a way that so many, so many metal bands fuck up on. Yeah. They're either too polished or the raw is good, but it but it doesn't translate as this cohesive syncopated um uh flow and and that that yeah. is what this band does that I feel I have not heard in another band in a long time. Yeah. These guys are really good. That I'm telling you, they're so good. Yeah. Uh, okay. I just got a, just a laundry list of things that I'm just going to plow through. Um, the first thing is when you were talking about like that 80s feel, um, that's another reason why I feel like they're culturally relevant right now. And that's what like trends are. The one, one thing I've learned in, you know, literature and music is, Trend has such a, um, you know, pejorative connotation to it. You know, it's like, it's become this really negative word. And there's a reason for trends. You know, it is, it it is a, like, um, uh, just a growing, like, wealth of agreement on something that people think looks cool, sounds cool, whatever. I'm going to use the word cool because I'm a 90s kid and that word just encompasses everything. So that's one thing is I love. Is supposed to be fire nowadays? <laughs> yeah, I, d- I don't know what it is, but like, fire, so. I love that from I love that from our generation, we have a word that no matter how deeply entrenched I get with language, yeah. cool will mean the most things at once. Dude, and dude nothing will ever well. overcome. Yeah, dude. Word, dude, yeah. dude and cool. Yeah. yeah. So, um, so anyways, there's, there's a reason, like I've come to appreciate trends more. I enjoy studying trends more and in, in a, 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 you know, a more suitable term artistically would be genres. You know, someone will say genre, it's fucking same thing really, but it's just a way to classify things, you know? Um, well, and, and speaking of genre, I just want to say, I think, I think they're incredibly important. And also I think keeping them as simple as possible is important. Yeah. This song is a metal song. Yeah. However, anybody who their version of metal is, you know, Metallica or White Snake or whatever, when you say metal, you know it's not country, you right. know it's not pop, you yeah. know it's not rock. Yeah. And so like that that to me is whatever your version, whatever your definition of metal is, this to me has to fit within that genre. And there are obviously so many subgenres, but I'm also not too interested personally in going down the sub-genre lane. Right. And I, I love and have a respect for all things band and indie and music and all this stuff. I do. I have a great respect for them. But I think it's important when you're having a discussion to keep it that simple. I'm a yeah. huge fan of very simple... I mean, at some point, you know, let's just put the list together. Maybe there are 10 genres that you could squeeze everything into and they all have their own subcategories. Yeah. yeah. But like... Uh, um, yeah. I, I, anyway, I don't know where I was going with that, but I just wanted to. No, I do. I'm with you, and that's why I saying. just say the word metal now. And I used yeah. to explain to people why. I used to yeah, like uh, at our literary magazine. Um, uh, I, sometimes I'd say hardcore too, like they're a hardcore band. But then I realized like people don't really get that, and then it sounds kind of chummy. Like I meant hardcore because there was a time where like the chariot would have been considered like hardcore. People wouldn't have said like metal and and just for the people I knew, they'd be like, dude, that's like a hardcore band, but that's like not a thing. And hardcore was something different. Anyways, I say all this bullshit to say 
culturally, I think artistically, it's our job to understand trends that preceded us, genres or whatever the fuck that preceded us. And if they have something that works to use it and to build on it and to adapt, like that's, that's art right there. And I think one thing that they do, this is a really fucking long preface to say when you said like this 80s stuff, it reminds me, I've noticed in metal, a couple bands using this recently, um, more than a couple. And when they can pull it off, like Metallica and like Pantera and some of those early like metal bands had this kind of like marching kind of, you know, kind of like stomping kind of cadence. It was just kind of, sure, you know what I mean? And, and, but the way it was used at the time, in my opinion, when I listened to it, it was just kind of chummy, kind of expected, things like that. But this band seems to kind of embrace uh, that sort of, you know, kind of like a giant stepping around, like sound with these really cool quick splitting, like parts out, out of it, into it and stuff like that, where it just, it just makes it more relevant. I don't know. It's just really yeah. cool how they pull it off. But, um, so, um, Oh man, I probably, oh God, I had so much I want to talk about and I got uh, stuck on that. Um, well, what about what, from a music, from a music element kind of standpoint, what yeah. sticks out to you? Yeah. I mean, the, men- the menacing guitar tone is really cool. And I think that speaks to what you're talking about is they don't go, it's not too produced in the sense of, uh, I don't know. They just pick really good tones, like their drums and the way their guitars sound and everything like that. It's, it's, it almost just kind of makes it feel, it's hard to sound raw in such a, like a highly produced environment. You know, obviously this was recorded in a studio and yada, yada, but it's just got this really true sound to it that, um, I think is difficult to accomplish. Um, but sorry, go ahead. Uh, but one thing, oh, that, that was another thing I wanted to say. Um, uh, I think it's Flannery O'Connor, um, just one of the greatest story writers of all time. Uh, I'm going to probably butcher what she said, which is what happens. I'm just being being part of the problem right now is people like misquote famous people and then it like ends up in a fucking meme that someone uses on a Tuesday morning to make themselves feel those, better Michael. when they're at work. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and they think they're doing the Lord's work and I'm doing the devil's work right now. So I'm going to continue. Hail Satan. Uh, <laughs> I'm pretty sure Flannery O'Connor said something along the lines of like writers, writers shouldn't use this cheap trick of not allowing the reader to know what's going to happen. Right. And like just throw some unexpected shit into the ending they should let the reader kind of expect what's going to happen and still be able to surprise them. Like that's the mark of a good writer is to, you know, build up to a point where the reader suspects something, but yet they're still surprised. They're still scared. They're still shocked, whatever. And I think one thing that this band does really well, you use the word surprise. I think the one thing this this band does super well is they lead us into these parts and these breakdowns and these transitions where we know what's coming, but still when we hear it, it's fresh and it pops and it just really, it sends it. And I think the two things that I think artistically that are happening is one is this heightened awareness of what you're doing, you know, and this feel like... At, at, Artists need to feel what's happening. That's not something you logically, you don't just sit down with a pen and paper and you're like, all right, guys, this is how we're going to make this song. And when we get to this part, it's a fucking feeling, you know what I mean? So these people are, 
you know, working their craft, they're playing. I don't know how fucking writing music goes. I know how writing stories go, but I think, I think there's probably a parallel to it. And I imagine that when they're creating these songs, they're like, nah, man, when we get to this part, you know what I mean? What if we take it this route, right? And that's them being attuned to what is happening in the song, right? And that, that's just the mark of a good artist is adaptability. And that's what I think this, the sound of this entire album is they're just constantly evolving. You know what I mean? And that's just hard to do. Like, I don't know. It's, it's weird. It's, they have like the Chevelle effect to where they have this sound and this thing that they do really well and they do it, but they also have this flexibility. There's also this kind of, um, fluidity to where like they do a lot of different things on the album, but if you're not an appreciator of music, you're not going to catch it, you know? But I, from what I heard, everything you just listed off, that's a lot of different things happening at once. And they come from a lot of different music subcultures and they come from a lot of different, you know, um, emotional aptitudes. And so, and the last thing I'll say is imagery wise, what this vocalist makes me think about is when he leads into the parts that you're talking about, it makes me picture like, someone like blowing into a balloon and like, you know, it's going to pop and they just yeah, keep blowing yeah. and then it fucking cool. pop. You know what I yeah, mean? Like yeah. that's how like you just feel the pressure yeah. of what he's saying. And it just gets me every time. Um, yeah. See, and, and it doesn't always, when somebody's building up like that, when they hit the thing they're building up to, it doesn't always translate. It doesn't always make you feel like, it, ah, they, they were, they were going to bring it and they didn't, you know? Yeah. And to, so when it does, when they do send it, man, it just, it, it, it always, I just puts a smile on my face. Dude. Yeah. It really does. Yeah. And I think what's funny to hear you talk about the sound, like, um, sometimes I like to listen to just the sound of the guitar and it doesn't have to be like when you, when you just dial in the right fuzz, when you dial in the right fuzz and just the sound of of you picking the string with your finger on a certain fret, you can hear these little, you know, just nuances within that sound and it can be cool. And so it's not always about the part you're playing or the progression you're playing or the riff you're playing. Sometimes it is about the sound of the guitar or the sound of a snare drum. It's not even so much about the beat the drummer's playing, but that's the way I feel when I hear like Chevelle, like I've mentioned is like the sound of that snare drum. It doesn't even matter the beat he's playing. I could literally just hear him smacking that snare drum because it sounds so good. There's just these, you know, little overtones and all these things that can kind of happen, right? With this band, I think what captivates me the most musically is uh, it, it, it's they're the parts that they're playing. It's not so much even the sound of the guitar, but the guitar part um, the guitar parts, the drum parts um, that they've put together are incredibly well written and uh, flow so well from one part to the next. That, um, uh, and I think from a metal standpoint, see, when I'm listening to a band like um, Mumford and Sons, mm -hmm. right? Um, a lot of their stuff can be very vocal based, and so they just have some chord work behind it. 
and you've got the sounds of things behind them. And it's important to have a proper chord progression, and there can be some some riff lines here and there. And um, and that that's all great when you put together just a, a great song as a whole, right? So that's that's an example of something I would I would say that I'm not necessarily infatuated with the parts musically in some of their songs, but the song as a whole can be incredibly good. With this song, the parts and how they're written are so well written. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I would say that that's probably my favorite musical element. And then the, uh, um, I, I don't really, I don't really want to bring to the table like a favorite lyric. Um, it's not about that to me, uh, for, for sure. Uh, and I'm proud of that. But um, uh, I just, I'm so happy. I'm so happy these guys bring the punk, <clears throat> the punk metal element and the blast beat element oh, that they yeah. do to this. It's missing in some really great metal bands that I love. Pulling off a really, really great blast beat can be. And uh, um, God damn it, I love a good blast beat. And so when they bring that, mm-hmm. it 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 feels it feels really good. So I don't know, man. I, I think I've spoken my piece. Um, I actually just I just want to kind of listen to them again right now. <laughs> I'm done talking about them. I want to go back because I'm in the honeymoon stage with this band. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm obsessed with them, dude. So thanks for uh, thanks for um, being willing to do that on you know on a band we haven't listened to in, in a whole lot in life. And I'm I'm happy. I'm happy you've at least sold me on that you like them. Oh, yeah. No, I mean it. Uh, I'm not a liar like you. Is that you? (laughs) (laughs) Do you have any other piece to speak, man? No, dude. You did did a great job wrapping it up. These guys guys just rock. Love you, dude. Love you too, man.